No, it looks like... Or is this one from Germany, too? Hold... What? No, this is called Wolf's Burger. What? AC. <laughs> no way. Seriously? Yeah, it's called Wolf's Burger, and they face Tuttingham. Wolf's Burger AC? Is that them? Please tell yes. me. Oh, my gosh. Look at that. Their logo, they are. their logo is not what I expected it to look like at all. And then Leverkusen's going to beat up some young boys. Um <laughs> <laughs> why is that a team name i don't really know and they're uh are they are they from the swiss league i believe i think so i think it's the swiss league i don't really want to search young boys up in my browser so i don't i don't blame you <laughs> This is the opening right now. It's just Zach and I this week. Uh, we we usually have too many guests, but now we have no guests, and we even lost one of the hosts. So it's just us two. Lou is studying to be a doctor. Good for <laughs> Lou, but unfortunately, he now has no time for us until hopefully next week. But the show must go on, and we have some very big games coming up. We're going to focus solely on Champions League this week um, because... Honestly, the domestic leagues are a lot of fun to talk about, but I mean, I think we can both agree that it's more of the same thing. No one seems to want to win any of the leagues at the moment, except for maybe Bayern. Yeah, but I think Bayern's even a little tight. Not, I mean, for their standards in Bundesliga. But yeah, I and you know me, I like Champions League a lot more than league play, uh, just from yeah. the cross uh, country action and all the different stars going against each other. It's. It's a lot more fun to me, so I'm ready for it. And we need a Champions episode from Bleacher Report ASAP. Yeah, we do, especially for when it actually comes back into game start. I always kind of wondered why they wouldn't do one while the games are happening and, like, boot teams out of the house like they would do in, like, a reality show because I can only imagine how some of the players would react, like Keppa saying he was going to stay or something. Well, that's what we were talking about that last episode. I feel like uh, we should contact Bleacher Report about that and give them that idea if they haven't yeah. come up with it already, because that would be hilarious. Like to talk s- some sense into them. Yeah, to see like remember the the one episode where they toured the Europa House and the Man City or the Man you guys were like, I don't want to go back, and now it should just show them getting like dragged out. Yeah, literally. Um, but we'll jump into it. So funny enough, the. I would argue the more interesting games are on the 16th, so we'll we'll work backwards. We'll go, we'll start with the games on February 17th on Wednesday. So we'll start with Juventus Porto, which I would say it's pretty clear cut who's gonna win this game and who's probably gonna advance overall. Um, what do you make of it? What do you think Pirlo is gonna do against Porto? Mm, I definitely think we're superior talent wise, and Ronaldo going back home to Portugal, I think will be an impact. I definitely feel like he's going to end up scoring at least at, in the home leg and probably in the return leg as well. Uh, we match up well against them. You know I'm not as tactically knowledgeable as Lou is on the subject, but I feel like uh, Pirlo's had some time over the league to kind of experiment with different formations in this little break between Champions League games. So I feel like uh, I don't know, I feel, we'll definitely win, in my opinion. No bias. Uh, no bias. <laughs> no bias. But uh, it it won't be like a blowout. It's probably going to be like a 
three one over two legs or something like that. But yeah, I don't really see it being. I mean, Juventus just isn't that team to blow out any opposition. Yeah, historically, but I mean, we've never run up the score. Yeah, from when I can it'll remember. it'll just be a, a very competent defensive display, I think, with you know just individual quality up front getting you past Porto. I don't think it's. I don't really expect anything too crazy from it. So I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to go three one Juve. Um, over the two legs, I believe for this match, um, is this the home leg or is it the away leg? I believe this one's in Portugal, so yeah, Portugal. I'll I'll go with Ronaldo getting a one nil over Porto, crucial away goal. I'll um, probably do one one. That'd be my yeah. guess. And then we shut him out two nothing on the home return, but that's that, for, that's that game for is significantly episode. less interesting. Yeah, this <laughs> game is significantly less interesting than the other one. Now, this one, while I wouldn't. I would say on paper, it doesn't necessarily look as flashy just because of the two teams. I think it might be one of the more interesting fixtures in the Champions League, and that's Dortmund-Sevilla. Dortmund, obviously, not in good home form, not in good away form, not in good any form, actually, <laughs> when I think about it. Um, they're just, they're struggling right now. Um, their, their interim coach really doesn't seem to be putting together the performances he would like. Um, and it just can't be up to Erling Holland every single time to bail this team out. So when they come up against a team like Sevilla, which are very tactically sound, they, they understand European competitions very well, obviously, from the Europa League, and they're always a difficult opponent to get past in the Champions League, especially over two legs. I almost sort of wonder if they're going to be able to frustrate this very young Dortmund attack, even with Erling Holland leading the line. Um, well, I mean, what, what would you say about it? Well, Sevilla right now, you talk about how uh, Dortmund is inconsistent and off their form right now. Sevilla's rattled off four straight wins, and they've only given up 16 goals in 21 games in La Liga, which is second best behind Atletico, uh, and they played one more game than them. And you're right, Sevilla has a history of uh, playing teams tough, especially in Europe, and we know how they love the Europa League, but right now they're sitting in a Champions League spot uh in the league right now and they seem to enjoy champions league life a little bit so they're definitely going to make dortmund's lives a lot more miserable and i like how you brought up the age aspect because dortmund is a really young team and i feel like Sevilla is a little bit more of a a wily team with some veterans mixed with some young talent and that kind of blends well with these competitions so i i think uh holland's definitely going to have an impact in the the games but it's just a matter of if they can keep him off the score sheet enough. Yeah. And this this specific leg on Wednesday is going to be away for Dortmund. They're going to be home in Spain. So I, I, I can honestly, if just based on Sevilla's track record, I could, could totally see them, you know, grinding out a 1-0 win on home soil and then holding Dortmund to a 0-0 on their own ground and advancing. But... I really do think it depends on how Dorman's attack is able to rally because Dorman's defense, and obviously while Sevilla played defensively, Dorman's defense leaks goals for fun. I mean, they're a very <laughs> easy team to score against. I mean, it's going to be interesting. I feel like based on current form, as much as I would love to say Dorman, and I'm, I'm a big fan of Gio Reyna, and he's a really good player, and Holland's one of my favorite players right now as well, I'm, I'm going to have to say... It's going to be tight, but I'm going to have to say either 1-0 or 2-1 to Sevilla. Sevilla advanced to the quarterfinals. Bold. I like it. 
Uh, I'll go with Sevilla as well. Um, and I was thinking a three to two scoreline over aggregate over the two. Because um, I do think even though Sevilla's got a, a great defense, uh, they'll probably still leak a goal or two to Holland. Um, but, you know, <laughs> Dortmund has a history of giving up some goals against some lesser foes than uh, what Sevilla can bring to the table. So I think over the two-leg tie, Sevilla's defensive soundness will uh, will ease them over. I mean, again, this is a team that barely beat Paderborn, who is either one or two leagues below them. So I don't I'm, even know what team that is. I <laughs> I don't know. I'm not, I don't. I'm not. I'm not very adept at German football, but I would I would venture to say they're not a very good team. And just watching Dortmund struggle right now. It's not fun, and it almost sort of makes me question, you know, why they got rid of Lucy and Favre. Obviously, things weren't going very well, but things have taken a turn from bad to worse. I mean, they are they are out of the top four in their domestic league, and it's not even that. They are way out. I mean, we were talking earlier about how Juventus was lagging behind, and they've obviously secured their top four spot right now, it seems. I don't, I don't see them losing steam. Dortmund is way out side of the top four and there are teams in there that seem to be firmly planting themselves Bayern is obviously in front by a long way but you look at the table and you know Leverkusen is far closer to getting into that top four than Dortmund is obviously Dortmund's only four points behind but the other teams ahead of them are in crazy good form right now so it's going to be interesting to see if they can make it back into the top four but against Sevilla I'm I'm gonna say Sevilla take this one. And also um, for Dortmund, how long has this manager like been around for? Is this his first rodeo when it comes to Champions League as well? I believe it might be actually because he didn't come in until maybe after the group stages. I'm I'm trying to remember when exactly he came in. Lucien Favre left. I feel like it might have been in December. When did the last champ? When did Champions League end? It was December, right? Yeah, I think it was the end of December. But I, I think this is more than likely his first rodeo in the Champions League with Dortmund. Because that'll be a big th- factor as well. Well, the other thing as well to think about is when you're looking at this, even if it's not, I mean, they, they had they didn't really have a hard group and they still barely got through it. So, Well, that, that to be fair, to be fair, they... Uh, to be fair. To be fair, they did not have Holland for part of that, so... No. They weren't full strength, but they did have a group that they should have been able to ease their way through. It's really not. It's, I mean, again, it's really difficult for me to, to back a team that puts all of their money on a 20-year-old, even if Holland is as good as he is. He can't do it by himself. It's like Connor so. McDavid with the Oilers, folks. <laughs> My God. <laughs> I'm going to get one <laughs> hockey reference into every podcast, I promise. Sure, 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 sure. Moving on to... Don't you edit that out. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on to uh, Barcelona PSG, which became a lot more interesting today. Joe, if you want to shed some light on why. Yes, of course. So, as many of you probably know, but if you don't, PSG's Neymar was injured, yeah, Wednesday, uh, in a 1-0 French Cup win. And he's out here playing in the French Cup, and he suffered a adductor injury. So uh, they don't really know how long he's going to be out for. They need to run some tests on Thursday with the doctor and, and see if he's able to play next week. But if he's out, they're also out Di Maria as well. And that's 
that would be a monstrous blow for PSG's chances. So a lot kind of hinges on uh, Neymar's status. And of course, you look at Barcelona's current form. They just lost in the Copa del Rey today. So neither team is exactly sparkling at the moment. Yeah, but um, they have rattled off five straight La Liga wins at least. I don't know if it's more yeah. than that. But uh, Funny enough, they actually lost to Sevilla in the Copa del Rey. There you go. Two nothing. So, <laughs> so Sevilla, again, not to go back to Sevilla, Sevilla looking very good right now, but still Barcelona probably should have been able to eke out that win with the quality of the team that they have. But back to Barcelona PSG, obviously Neymar's a massive loss. Di Maria has been a massive loss. He's been incredible since he made the move to PSG from Man U. And while I would say Barcelona is not the Barcelona that they were, it's hard to really back PSG without two of their best players. Obviously, we still have an away leg, which is about a month away. I'm not sure what the status of Neymar and Di Maria will be come that. But for this first leg, I think there's going to be goals. I think the defenses have been leaky. I don't think they're going to be... I don't think it's going to be a very tactically sound game, if I'm being honest. I'm going to go with a 2-2 draw in the first leg. (laughs) And depending on Neymar and Angel Di Maria in the next leg, if they aren't back for this, I would have to say I think Barcelona will edge them out and Maurizio Pochettino will be knocked out in the round of 16. Now here's where a narrative becomes interesting. Does... Now, Barcelona, their goal here is going to be to rattle the score up as much as they possibly can because they know PSG's very wounded injury-wise. So imagine this. It's 4-5-0 on the return oh, leg to PSG. And PSG has a chance to rewrite the history books. How funny would that be? I have no idea how they'd be able to do that. But to be fair, you know. To be fair. To be fair. It's it's um, it's not impossible. This this PSG team's attack is very very good, and this Barcelona team is very not good sometimes. So <laughs> it would not surprise me if that was the case. But I think just for a more realistic take, I think Barcelona will edge out PSG in the end. But for this leg, I'm going with a two two draw. Neither team's at full strength. They have their injury problems. They have their form problems. And I just don't see either team really giving us a very entertaining game, if I'm being honest, from a defensive standpoint. Well, yeah, I mean, those two teams aren't exactly known for their defensive prowess. So, no. <laughs> but uh, I don't. I think no Neymar and Di Maria is really going to hurt PSG in this first leg. Uh, I'll probably. I'm thinking either two or three nothing Barcelona. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Now, you think that you you think that this Barcelona team can put up three goals though against a big team? Well, when PSG's without two of their best attacking uh, stars, I I think so. And PSG's not exactly defensively stellar for their own standard. Yeah, losing Thiago Silva was not exactly the best thing that could have happened to that team. Even though he was old, he was still their best defender, and he I, was crucial to them getting to the final last season. Yeah, I always remembered. Uh, when PSG played Chelsea and he had that goal, um, the header after he like missed the first one and he was kind of rallying the troops when they were down like a guy. Uh, and when you lose something like that on the field and in the locker room, that's a big presence to replace. And, and they definitely have not been able to, 
to change things in that respect. And then on to this final game, which I think is probably going to be the one I watch just because I really love these two teams. Liverpool-Leipzig. Very interesting game. Liverpool not in great form. Leipzig in pretty good form. Not the best form, but pretty good form. Um, But I think just from a tactical level, Nagelsmann and Klopp both love high-energy, high-pressing systems. I think this is going to be a very entertaining game. I don't know if it's going to be a game where there's a ton of goals, like most people would think there would be. I, I could see it being, you know, a 2-1 or a 3-2 slugfest, if I'm being honest. But then again, we could see a total basketball match and have it be like 4-5, like the FA Cup match today with Everton Spurs. <laughs> so... We'll see. Um, very, I, I, I'm trying. I'm still trying to gather my thoughts. I mean, Joe, what do you make of Liverpool Leipzig given the current form of both teams? And what did I call it last time? The like energy drink matchup of the uh, the Champions League. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's gonna be fun. There's gonna be chances on both sides. I still think there's gonna be a decent amount of goals. Uh, probably three on each side total with aggregate plus. I would say it's going to be like a 5-3 or a 4-3 type aggregate. And I think it is going to come down to the second leg at Anfield. Uh, I feel like uh, a 2-1 Leipzig win here seems like the most logical Hmm. for the first leg. For the first leg. Yeah, and then the second leg, it kind of depends on what's going on with Liverpool and their It really depends on Liverpool. Because they have, I mean, again, their injuries are bad, but, I mean, they just signed in uh, Quebec from Schalke. He's a really good signing. Um, We're going to see if he plays. They haven't played him at all yet, which I think was a mistake. I mean, they were thrashed by City. They, I believe they lost against Burnley as well. Um, (laughs) And the game before they had brought them in, the two center backs, um, I believe it's Davies and Quebec, they had lost to Brighton. Not very good. So <laughs> defensively, they leak goals to teams that don't typically score a lot, which isn't very good. And when you come up against a team like City that has actual quality, they were they were thrashed. So I'm not sure if it's going to be a thrashing like it was against City, but I don't know if I, I would bag Liverpool to win this. I also... It's not even that I don't back Liverpool to win. I don't back Leipzig to lose. I just don't see them losing this game. Um, I think that the way that these two teams play, I think it's sort of the type of game that Leipzig will love to play and they'll want to play and they'll want to get out there and score. Um, especially because they have a nice blend of youth and experience. So I'm going to say it's a good... I'm, I'm going to go, just talking about it now, I'm going to go if it's going to be a goal fest. I'm going to say 3-2... Leipzig for this leg, and I think it's going to be a very interesting matchup at Anfield come the second leg because it'll either be a 1-0 you know, grinder from Liverpool to possibly try and salvage their way out of it, or it will end up being another goal fast. Honestly, it's really hard to call this one because while Leipzig's defense is good, tactically they still leak goals, and Liverpool just don't have any defense at the moment. <laughs> So, their defense is about as non-existent as can be. Their defense is literally at the physio bench. So, um, you know what? I'm going to stick with what I said. I'm going to go for this leg. I'm going to go 3-2 Leipzig. I'll go 4-3 over the two for Leipzig. Yeah. 
And then just looking at, you know, obviously there are other games coming up later on, but as an overall, what do you, what, how do you feel about this set of first four games? I always sort of look at like the overall for the Champions League matchups, and I think that these are actually some pretty solid matchups for a round of 16. Sometimes we have some total snoozers, and even looking ahead to next week, next week's matchups might be even better than the ones coming up this week. Yeah, we, so, it, I think it takes a hit with Neymar being possibly being out and Di Maria being out for that Barcelona-PSG game because Barcelona-PSG and Liverpool-Leipzig in one day is insane. And then you jump over to the Sevilla-Dortmund side uh, the day after, which has a potential to be a, a lot more interesting than people think. I think the only, like, I don't know, I guess you could say boring tie of the four is, is the Juve one. And it'll still be, like, interesting enough to keep you watching, but I think that's the most predictable of those four games, for sure. Yeah, The other ones are very unpredictable. And, I mean... I, I can say that it's definitely more interesting than last year's Champions League, but I think part of that might have just been because of COVID kind of ruining everything. Yeah, and the us not being used to having no fans was, I mean, it still bothers me a lot. It's, they the need to at least I, give me like fake sound or something because it's brutal just hearing nothing. The other thing that I actually forgot to mention with these two German teams for the Champions League is they actually can't play their home games in Germany, I believe, because of COVID restrictions. I completely forgot about that. No, I think it's I think England is the issue, not Germany. No, I thought it was Ger I thought it was Germany. Like they will well Germany won't allow English teams um, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's so it's I'm England's one, fault. So I'm <laughs> well, it's totally Germans' fault. The the German rules' fault. But I'm trying. I'm just wondering how they're going to settle. The, uh, the German home legs where they're going to play. I, they definitely, they agreed to a neutral site. Um, let's see. I know, I literally yeah, saw I'm just saying this it's very It's very interesting that, you know, the German teams are going to have to settle for a neutral ground and, you know, the other teams, Sevilla and, uh, and Liverpool, they'll be able to still have their home ground. It's going to be so. in Hungary, I think. Hungary. Okay, venue switched. Leipzig is... Leipzig's home leg against Liverpool will be played in Hungary. Manchester City's trip to Clusterfuck will also be played in the Hungary, <laughs> Hungarian capital. For anyone who doesn't know, it's it's much in Gladbach, but Joe has a difficult time with that. <laughs> I Yes, I do. <laughs> I mean, look at how it's spelled. How am I supposed to say that? It's true. It's a, it, Even the O is a bit weird. It's a um, clusterfuck of letters, hence Borussia Clusterfuck or Clusterfuck. Not that it matters where Lazio Bayern is going to be played because we all know who's winning that those two legs, but still. <laughs> uh, wait, where was I? Um, Clusterfuck plays in Budapest, which is in the Hungarian capital city, and Chelsea will now travel to Romania to play Atletico for their first leg. Chelsea's going. Wait, why is Chelsea going? Oh, is is it because Spain's not laying the English teams in either? I believe so. Interesting. Yeah, like Arsenal, Leicester City, Tuttingham, and Man U are all in Europa League action with varying degrees of do restriction. We even want to, do we even want to talk about the, the Europa League? Well, this is Arsenal and Man U will travel to Italy instead of Portugal and Spain, respectively. This is just an absolute mess. <laughs> everything seems to be a mess. I mean, COVID restrictions are kind of ruining everything. To be fair, there is to some be interesting... Fair, there is some 
interesting matchups in the Europa League. Not uh, that it really matters because I'm not going to watch it. Real Sociedad <laughs> versus Man U. That's okay. There's another team called Wolfsburg, but it's a different Wolfsburg, not what? the actual Wolfsburg. So not from Germany. the Wolfsburg of Germany. No, it looks like... Or is this one from Germany too? Hold, what? No, this is called Wolfsburger. What? <laughs> no way, seriously? Yeah, it's called Wolfsburger, and they face Tuttingham. Wolfsburger AC? Is that them? Please tell yes. me. Oh my gosh, look at that. Their logo, they are. their logo is not what I expected it to look like at all. And then Leverkusen's going to beat up some young boys. Um, <laughs> Why is that a team name? I don't really know. And they're, uh, are, they, are they from the Swiss League, I believe? I think so. I think it's the Swiss League. I don't really want to search young boys up in my browser, so I don't. I don't blame you. And then Milan plays Cravena Zvezd. What? Huh? They sound Russian. Okay, explain. Or this, Ukrainian. It's definitely. It's definitely. It's definitely Russian or Ukrainian. But the way it's spelled, it's C R V E N A and then Z V E Z D A. Wait, is it FK or KK? Oh, the KK is a basketball team. Sorry. FK. Oh, my God. <laughs> F- oh wow. Look at that. I have the Russian thing in it, too. It's 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 called... I'm already Food annoyed Balls. looking at the Europa League. I'm already annoyed looking at the Europa League. It's None of these games, like, interest me whatsoever. Football <laughs> Saki Club with a K. Cervena Zvezda. That sounds kind of cool. Which, in English, is simply known... Red Star. <laughs> oh, so that's Red Star Belgrade. Yes, they're out of uh, out of where the heck are they? Out of Belgrade, <laughs> Serbia. There it is. I don't know. This is a disaster. I mean, def- Why did we go to Europa League? I can't pronounce. Yeah, no. Let's these. just. Yeah, no. You know what? We're we're gonna stop talking about Europa League right now. Um. Obviously, the other the other matchups in Champions League aren't on for a little while so we will talk about those on another episode well after we've recapped the games we've just predicted right now but what do you what do you make as an overall for this champions league season a lot of teams you know the domestic leagues are definitely changing um with the exception of Bayern still being ahead a lot of teams are either gaining dominance losing dominance I think it's going to make for a really interesting Champions League season. It could be redemption for some teams. It could be further humiliation for some teams. I personally think it's going to be a really interesting Champions League season. I like these matchups in the round of 16, and it leaves us with a lot of potential still to have good matchups in the Elite Eight, or do they even call it the Elite Eight? I have no idea. (laughs) All right, well, if it's the Elite Eight, that's what I'm used to from March Madness, so we'll call it that. Uh, there's still a good potential to have some interesting ties over those legs. So I like uh, what's been going on. Uh, there's still plenty of the perennial powers there, uh, but there there's definitely some up-and-coming teams that, that'll be trying to make some noise. Like Sevilla, I think, is uh, the best shot at a team to go deep that hasn't really gone deep in the past. All right. We'll pick up next week. We will recap our predictions from this week's episode, and we will also discuss next week's Champions League matchups, specifically about Atletico Chelsea, Lazio Bayern, Atalanta Real Madrid, and Man City versus Mutchen Gladbach. Clusterfuck. Um, Clusterfuck. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you next time. Arrivederci.